You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's a Twitter Thursday episode here on the Locked On Utes podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network brought to you by Built Bar and RockAuto.com. We'll get you updated with the coaching search or the lack thereof of updates coming out of Wednesday. We're also going to take your questions and answer them on here. We'll talk a little bit about spring football as well and break down some of the news about a particular special teams position that tentatively was already locked up. Is that actually a question now? All that and lots and lots and lots of Utah Athletics talks sprinkled in here on the Locked On Utes podcast for Thursday, March 25th, 2021. It's a great day to be a Ute here on the Locked On Utes podcast as part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Brian Brown. I am one of your co-hosts here on the podcast. Riding solo a little bit this week as Jake Hatch is tending to some family stuff right now. Love you, Jake. Wish you the best. Wanted to start the show off with the traditional Thursday segment. We're going to go right to the mailbag for this one. It is a Twitter Thursday episode. I ask questions on Twitter. What questions do you have about University of Utah Athletics? Check the email. And and there was just not a lot coming in. And it feels like maybe we've hit a little bit of a doldrum. Uh, I think the biggest concern right now, or maybe maybe not concern, um, but the biggest the biggest issue at hand the biggest thing on everyone's mind is is clearly the head basketball coach at the university of utah uh to that end our good friend at shortstack you'd ask why is mark harlan treating us this way all caps give us information already exclamation point and then in little bit little the little asterisk sarcasm font um first of all uh, appreciate you listening asking questions And that's kind of where I wanted to start the show off today because it it does feel like people are very antsy. And as I've gone to the Ute Zone message board and and kind of peered into Twitter here and there, everybody expected an announcement on Wednesday. And I tried to kind of give a timeline of how this would work out, when we might actually hear about it. And it seems like maybe the people who listened to that were, were the ones that kind of stayed quiet and the people who didn't were the ones that were anxious. Or maybe it's just that social media has created uh, kind of this atmosphere of that's where we go to express ourselves now. And so whether it's, you know, complaints or or anxiety or, or the fact that we're waiting. Uh, and some of it, too, is just like when we get drama going online nowadays, it seems to like come steadily in streams. And we're so conditioned to things like trade deadlines and, uh, you know, free agent signings, especially in the sports world, maybe even uh, uh, to a degree signing day in the college levels being this just steady stream of information and updates uh, that I think maybe we're conditioned a little bit to just expecting information to be coming out constantly. Like it's a, a, a factory of just little information nuggets coming out and that we're just packaging them up and passing them along as quickly as we can in this factory. And 
sometimes that's how it works and sometimes it's not. Uh, I think this is probably a good time to break down a little bit about why we're not really hearing a whole lot or or why the process may seem like it's slowed down. And, and a lot of it is just due to one thing. Uh, decisions like this are not easily made. And so I think people, because they've heard from one source or another that, yes, Alex Jensen is interested in the job or no, he isn't, that he's already got a decision in mind. And I don't think that he would have taken the interview if he wasn't earnestly pursuing the position. And maybe there was something that Mark Harlan said to him. Maybe it's something that I haven't thought about, or maybe it was something that the University of Utah was prepared with. And there were reports on social media saying that they saw Alex Jensen up on campus on Tuesday uh, with those kinds of things, it's hard to really judge validity with that kind of stuff. Uh, that I just gleaned from an article by uh, Jay Drew written regarding the Utes in the, in the Deseret, is it Deseret Daily, I think it is what it is now. Uh, once was the Deseret News. Um, and he also spoke with Jeff Judkins about, you know, would Alex be interested? And, and that's part of it. Because most of this is not direct conversation with the two people that are making these decisions, primarily Mark Harlan and Alex Jensen. And what it is, is I think it's a lot of people taking educated guests. When it's someone like me, it's me gathering information from people that you've eat, that I know that I trust, that have either had conversations with others previously, or maybe that have knowledge of, of the person's thinking or have, have talked to the person recently in regards to the jobs. And that's usually the only time where I'm really confident sharing information that I know for sure. But that's why we're at a standstill a little bit here. There, there's a good possibility that with a jazz game Wednesday night, Alex Jensen wasn't ready to make a decision. And he probably wants to think it over, probably wants to think about it. He had a game to prepare for. He is a professional. It's part of the reason why I think the University of Utah is so interested in him, that he is preparing for that jazz game the way that he should. So that's part of it. The other part of it, too, is is there's probably not a whole lot to disclose on the Utah athletics side of things. And so the the typical people that we would get information from likely just haven't heard a whole lot and so most of you will be listening to this by Thursday morning i would be surprised if we get a decision on Thursday i really really would uh, like i said i thought the earliest that we might hear something would be friday if we do hear something on Thursday i think that's great news for the university of utah because it likely means that alex jensen has made a decision and that he's accepted the role things that might be hung up in terms of getting that decision even if he has accepted the job would be things like what's going to be the size of his assistant pool uh, salaries. So that's a big deal because if you're going after some heavy assistants, you're going to have to match what they're already making now. We've talked about Chris Burtridge's. Uh, we've talked about a little bit about maybe the possibility of, of Johnny Bryant coming back to Utah, and I don't think that's a very strong one. Even if you were able to match salaries, it doesn't seem like it's much of a step up to go from first chair in New York to the first chair at Utah. Uh, at a college program. Now, maybe there is something that they're going to throw into that package that makes it so, and and that's definitely something that, that could be a consideration as well. And the other part of it, too, would likely be Alex considering who else he'd like, he'd like to bring with him in terms of assistance. We've mentioned Chris Burgess. We've mentioned Cody Fuger. There could be other names. Maybe there's someone on staff with the Jazz that he thinks would be very promising. Maybe he's doing due diligence with others in the recruiting community to find out if there's someone there that he should meet with. And, and some of that could be going on as well. The other part about it, too, is that these deals are massive and often include more than just a salary number. 
We've seen previous that the University of Utah has paid, paid for vacations, cars, uh, country club memberships. All those sorts of things are all potentially available within these contracts. And if you're going to enter into a contract for six years, you better full know, full well know exactly what you want in that contract because the odds of being able to negotiate it down the road unless you're absolutely dominating are slim to none. And so those are the things that you look at and think to yourself, okay, so that's all going to take time, right? Because you're not going to have everybody just sitting on Twitter refreshing like we all are. And so it feels like things have really stalled in the process. And the reality is they haven't. And, and I think the only thing that's stalled is that people have stopped talking because it's there's not a whole lot to talk about right now. And we'll hopefully see that cheddar start to pick up. I think that Utah is in a good position with Alex Jensen. I'm sure that they've made a very impressive pitch. I do not have any information about what was in that pitch, but you would have to think that they were going to play all the 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 big storylines in terms of coming back to your alma mater, reviving a program from the dead, the massive you know financial support that they're willing to commit to this, the facilities that he'll be able to, to take in, and, and just the connection that he already has with the fan base. That was something that Jeff Judkins mentioned, is that it was this was the kind of job that needed to be a Utah person, someone that knows the community, that knows the fan base, that played at Utah, that understands the history. And I, I do agree with that because for the most part, for a program that has the 12th most wins all time in the NCAA, they are kind of an also ran in terms of the modern blue blood programs. And that's like the Dukes and the Virginias and the Kentuckys and everything like that. That doesn't mean that the history of the university of Utah is any less shiny than it once was. All it means is that people just aren't as aware of those things as, as we would hope they would be. And so all of these factors are, would obviously contribute to the pitch that you're making to Alex. It would be, and maybe there are things about the pitch that he hadn't considered that are causing him some, some I don't want to say confusion, but maybe some doubt as he's thinking this over in terms of what he had previously thought. There's a whole myriad of those kinds of things, and I'm sure we'll find out more about that after the fact if the hire is announced this week. Uh Again, not expecting anything in the upcoming day or, or so. If there is, you can always go to the Locked On Utes Twitter feed where we'll have a Locked On Now feature, a video describing what's happening, keeping you updated all the time throughout the entire process. But that, for me, is is you know the, the real reason why uh, we're kind of hearing silence and, and why, quote-unquote, Mark Harlan is uh, teasing us right now. And nobody likes a tease. That's why when you're going to buy your car parts, you need to go to rockauto.com. They list the price right, prices right there on the website. They have every part that you need for your vehicle. We've talked a lot about try-it-yourselfers. I'm a big fan of doing my own brake jobs. Uh, you know, If the situation does arise for me to change my own oil, I like to do that. I'm, I'm, I'm a grease monkey to a degree. You know, Auto Tech 3, student of the month, twice my senior year in high school. So you know, I've learned how to turn a wrench. And, and to me, it can often be a very soothing hobby. I like to fix things. Uh, it, it's a chance to kind of get outside a little bit when, when there's good weather and work on my car and I go to rock auto for my parts because the prices are the best around. You're not going to find a better price at Amazon. You're not going to find a better price at any other uh, competitor. It's easy to find those things. You just enter in all the information for your vehicle and, and no one knows your vehicle better than you do. You go, you select your parts, you put it in your cart, you pay for it. 
A couple days later, it's on your doorstep, ready to go. It's a family business that's been doing this for over 20 years online. They know what they're doing. They know how to get this done. They know how to get you the right parts for the right price in a timely matter. Their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. There are all the brands that you would expect in there, especially if you have a preference one way or another. And as I talked about, the prices are always reliably low and the same across the board for everyone. Why would you want to spend more uh, for the same parts going elsewhere? Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck, even if it's just a windshield wiper. Five bucks, boom, knock it out. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Back here on the Locked On Utes podcast, and a quick reminder to go subscribe and listen to the Locked On Today podcast with Peter Bukowski. He updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our entire network of local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts or on the radio.com app, either one. It's a great way to start your day. That's how Jake and I like to do it. We suggest you do the same. And as we continue down on a mailbag Twitter Thursday, uh, as I said, the, the primary question is who's going to be the, the head coach at the University of Utah in the basketball program. Our, our good friend uh, at Go the Distance 49 asks, if you were the athletic director, who would you want the running use to hire? Um, I mean, anybody at this point. Uh, no, uh, I said kind of from the beginning that I thought that that – Earl Watson would be a great fit. I think there's a lot of aspects to Earl Watson that I, I both respect and think would suit the university very well. He understands the community. He is a, a black head coach. And I think to a degree that really does matter. I think this is a unique community. And I think for someone who is not lived here or grown up here, it can be very intimidating at times, especially if you're a minority and for those of us who have lived here and not had to deal with it, we may not understand that fully, but it is the case. It, it truly is. And so I thought that would be a great factor because Earl's lived here. He knows what Utah is about. He understands the community, and he can bridge a lot of those gaps with kids that have come from hard backgrounds and, and different places. And he has all those great recruiting ties with uh, AAU. He has his own AAU program. Plus, he has a very marketable name. He is a very well-known figure on on the basketball circuits very well connected has plenty of of good connections along that route too in terms of you know people that he could bring in as an assistant so that was a name that i really liked i think alex jensen would be phenomenal uh, i don't think that you're going to find a better basketball mind or someone who has a better grasp of the history of utah basketball what the program might need going forward and, and all those kinds of things. I think he's an incredible development coach. I don't know that you really need someone to be an incredible developer at the head coach position as much as they need to have an incredible development program and the kind of assistants who can applicate that. And I think that Alex can find those people. I think the biggest selling point with Alex Jensen is I think he has an ability to build relationships with anyone. Uh, it, it's been very well documented about his role with Rudy Gobert's development. And Gobert came in here, and I think sometimes there's a little bit of revisionist history to really how raw he was as a basketball player and how little 
he was able to do on the court. There were times where he barely was able to get off the bench for five minutes. And then there were a lot of fouls and, and uh, mistakes happening with him. And I think there's two reasons that he's really evolved into an elite NBA player and one of the best centers in the league. It's because he's driven and motivated. And I think it's also been much attributed to Alex Jensen and his ability to connect with Rudy and help him understand their reasoning to play good defense and all that kind of thing. And while Alex may not have the explosive personality, the the super jump off the page kind of personality that, that, I think we relate with college coaches. He does have the ability to relate. And and I think that's very important. And, you know, I I think it's another reason why him choosing the right assistance also helps too, because I think there are, and he knows very well what his strengths and weaknesses are. That's one thing about coaches is I think they're very hyper aware of that kind of stuff because it's their job. And so he'll pick a staff that will match those and, and, kind of yin to his yang, so to speak, in terms of whatever skill set he doesn't lack. He'll go out and find somebody with that. And I think he's got a wide pool to choose from as well. The other candidate that I really like is Johnny Bryant. Johnny Bryant is a high-energy guy. He comes with a very charismatic personality. He is very well-connected. I think I think some of the stuff with being friends with like Donovan Mitchell and, and Paul Millsap and everything like that, I think some of it can be overvalued because it's not like Don's going to be up at practice every day hanging out with the kids. He might be able to throw a bone here or there in a, in a phone call and things like that. But I'm, I don't know. I don't know. You know what? I just don't know how much of an impact that actually has. I think the real selling points for a program like Utah are going to be the things that we've always talked about. And I think Johnny's got a great history of player development as well. The thing that I'm, very curious about is I actually think Johnny would likely have the best concept of, of what system to run up at the university of Utah. The thing that I'm curious about with Johnny is does he have the connections to go out and get the assistance? I think that's a very interesting aspect of, of his candidacy for the head coaching position. I think the other aspect that you just really can't ignore is the fact that he just doesn't have as much experience in a head chair as Alex Jensen or, or some of the other people that we've talked about, head coaches at smaller mid-major programs, so to speak. And so you have to weigh that because it's going to take him a few years to get a grasp on things. And, and maybe that's a good argument for Johnny coming in because he can hold on to, say, Tommy Connor or uh, some of the other coaches up there already as, as kind of advisors as to what they've done and what they know that works and what doesn't. But I think his his energy and his his char- his charisma and his youth really would bring a lot to the program as well. Obviously, he's a black man, and I think that does. This is a predominantly black sport, and I think that does help a lot with these kids who are coming to new places. There's just not a lot of recruits coming out of Utah anymore. In fact, I looked into this a little bit a little bit ago. The number of Division One basketball players since 2011, these are the number of players that got legitimate D1 scholarship offers out of high school, not counting Wasatch Academy kids, because for the most part, they are imports coming to play at the academy. 2011, there was one. 2012, there was one. 2013, there were five. 2014, there were four. 2015, there were six. 2016, there were four. 2017, there were three. 2018, there were two. 2019, there were six. And in 2020, there were two. 
Uh, I think there are two prospects in state this year, in my opinion, that are legitimate D- Division One players. I just don't know that the number of D1 recruits is going to significantly improve in the next few years. There are two guys that I think in the 2022 class are great targets in Jackson Kohler and Colin Chandler, who uh, one of my favorite prospects right now. So if there are two guys that are legitimate D1 prospects right now in state, that does thin the pool substantially. Uh, so you have to find a pipeline somewhere, and, and that's where I think a coach along the lines of Johnny Bryant or Earl Watson could have a great impact on the program is developing those pipelines. I think the University of Utah did a really good job previously under Larry Kraskoviak of developing it with a program like Compton Magic, where there were guys that went through the AAU pipeline that Compton Magic was was comfortable sending the University of Utah's way. And so you just have to find a, a coach that can do that. That's the most important part. And if you're looking to find a way to maybe recruit a little extra Skittles to your pocketbook, there's no better place to go than betonline.ag. It's a side hustle that actually helps pay you for watching sports. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on your sports action. You know that already. You know that you can get just about anything that you want in terms of award shows or basketball or hockey or baseball as baseball's coming around. Everything's just updated immediately. And there are props and odds. We talked a little bit about all the props going on for the NCAA tournament. It's one of my favorite things. The prop bets for the Super Bowl always get a lot of attention. Always available there at betonline.com. They have you covered for all the news scores and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. It's the best way to make a little side cash for watching sports all day. So head to the website, sign up today, and you'll get a free 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So... You put in $100, they give you $150. All you have to do is use that promo code Locked On when you sign up, and you'll get that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Go to betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and let's start making some Skittles, y'all. Just like the NCAA tournament, Built Bar Madness continues on Thursday with a big-time showdown. It is Mint Brownie versus Coconut Puff, two of my favorite flavors. Ooh, this one's a tough one. If you haven't tried the coconut puff yet, any of the puff uh, bars are just absolutely delicious. Super soft, nougaty on the inside. Mint brownie, the old reliable. Great way if you're a late night snacker or if you like something to bridge the gap between your meals. Maybe you're doing intermittent fasting and you want to find a way to break your fast with a little bit less, uh, something less heavy. It's a great, great way to use that as built bar. Uh, like we talked about the nutrition information, it, it, it's just it's all it's all good for you because there's lots of whey protein, uh, depending on the bar, anywhere from 18 to 21 grams, uh, under 200 calories, under f- five net carbs, uh, so it's keto friendly, under five grams of sugar for for our good friend mint and brownie, for example, and delicious. That's the biggest part about it. I like. To use these is is my chocolate fill-in because I'm a chocoholic. I know. I know. I get it. We all just want to live our lives, and Built Bar is here to help you live your your absolute best life by providing you a healthy alternative to all those sugary snacks. So go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON15, all one word, to get 15% off your next order. That's BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON15. And let's go get built, fam. 
Closing out a Thursday edition of the Locked on Utes podcast. Thank you, everybody, who submitted questions. Uh, hope that was informative to everyone about where we're at in the process. I, I know it's a very pressing subject for a lot of Utah fans out there. You want to see the basketball program rebound and get back to it. I was watching Keith Van Horn highlights the other day, and, man, it was good to see the Huntsman Center packed and a lot of good memories from my youth of going up there, Monday night games starting at 10 p.m., uh, you know, I remember Majerus smashing a phone on the desk and a piece of it breaking and falling on the court. I think it was against UTEP and Don Haskins, and, and those were the two fieriest dudes on the planet. Uh, but that that was a great time for Utah basketball, and I think we're all uh, very excited to see that come back soon. Other news and notes from around the athletic department. Kenzie Kerber was named a finalist for the 2021 Senior all caps class award. She's one of 10 student athletes named a finalist. Only 10 NCAA women's volleyball student athletes uh, who excelled both on and off the court are selected as finalists for the 2021 senior class award. And of course, Kerber is one of them. Uh, student must be classified as an NCAA Division One senior and have notable achievements in four areas of excellence community, classroom, character, and competition. Uh, so shout out to Kenzie for that huge recognition. We'll be pulling for you to win that one. Uh, some of her fellow candidates are, are from Texas A&M, Kentucky, Missouri, Western Kentucky, Kentucky, Pittsburgh, Minnesota, Baylor, and Minnesota. So that's very good company for her to be in. Uh, good luck to that. Good luck to you on that one, Kenzie. I also mentioned baseball will be hosting uh, – their first Pac-12 series against Cal. Those games will be Friday through Sunday at Smith's Ballpark. You can get tickets at utahutes.com. And then uh, also wanted to mention real briefly uh, some interesting specialist talk from Shreve Shaw. Uh, I think the punt returner position is is probably one of the more decided positions on the field for the University of Utah, Right. Uh, Britain has Britain Covey has owned that position for so, so long and has been so productive there that you would think that the first thing that you'd want to do is get him back there and get involved in punt returns. But Sharif Shah went on record the other day when, or I shouldn't say on record. He was answering questions at his press conference said, I think there's a private, probably let me back that one up. I think there probably is a high likelihood of trying to get one of our other dynamic electric playmakers back there, you know, because Britain is so pivotal to the offense. I mean, we we will only try to keep him in that offensive set, but it does so much for the team. But I do have the job of identifying other ball players like a Jalen Dixon or Money Parks, you know, people who consistently get the ball in their hands and are absolutely electric, Shaw said. So that's my goal. We're definitely trying to develop that secondary person so that we can introduce him early in the season. And I don't know who it's going to be uh, at the top of that list. There are other players in the program that could be doing it. TJ Pledger is one that I'm sure Utah will look at. Uh, you know, there are a lot of speedy guys um, out there. Maybe Clark Phillips is a guy that you could end up seeing there. Um, but I think it's an interesting one. I think it it tells you just the role, how important the role Britton Covey is going to play in the offense coming up this fall, and that they're trying to find ways to keep him healthy and lighten his load. And I think that's very, very important. And while the punt return position has been very important, I think they've seen success with other guys back there. Demari Simpkins took a kick back. Uh, I want to say it was two years ago. Um, 
you know, and, and so maybe there is somebody else out there and they could share the duties and, and allow Britton Covey to thrive more on just the offensive role. So those kinds of stories are always available at eatzone.com. You can try a free membership. A lot of these kinds of stories are available free to read. It is the best place to go for your Ute information and updates, without a doubt. UteZone.com, like I said, free seven-day trial. If you're interested in getting into the deeper stuff, the board there is very foodie-centric, so be aware. But it is also foodie-centric mixed in with uh, vital information updates. And I believe... You know, even Dan Sorensen and, and Steve Bartle have been pretty consistent about updating folks on the coaching cert. That's going to do it for today's episode of the Locked On Utes podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Brian Brown at Brownberry SLC. If you ever have any questions, comments, or concerns, please subscribe, rate, review the five stars only, and, and send us those funny, goofy, creative reviews. I, I have been dying to read more of them. And it just kind of breaks my heart that I don't get to hear people say funny stuff because I feel like our listeners are incredibly funny as well. And I love reading those reviews. Uh, And if you've already written one, thank you so much for doing that. It really does help us out a lot. In fact, it's funny as I'm tracking our our podcast and the growth. It's crazy to see how consistent and steady this is. And and for a daily podcast, that's really impressive. So thank you, everyone, for sticking with us and, and and subscribing and doing everything that you do to help build this Locked On Utes community. This I'm the guy behind the mic, but you guys are the force driving this without a doubt. So on that note, thank you again for, for tuning in today. We'll be back again tomorrow with all your news and notes and updates for the University of Utah Athletics here on the Locked On Utes podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.